Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 184. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westmouth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So, I as a GM do not want to force anything upon you. Yep. But Alaric is very uncomfortable with you woodland elves who have never been in the city before going up against a gang. Do you have any ideas? Do you know what we're doing? <laughs> Do you know where we can find Slater? Yes. So does Irrigan. Well, that's good. Ulrich's situation. Hmm, let's see. It's all I want to talk about this in front of Helleth. No, he doesn't. Um, so, so you should get some rest. Pulls us outside. Yes. Into the kitchen where Damal is like brewing up cuttlefish. And Ulrich tells Damal, Adarin came back yesterday. With response, I need you to go see who it's for. So Damal's like, up all these flights of stairs. Getting old. So that gets him out of the room. So Alric tells you, yes, he knows where Slater's base is, but it's an awkward situation for Alric because there's this danger of creating some sort of retaliation type thing. Well, that's why it shouldn't be you who gets involved. Says, you have a policy, everyone's welcome here. If Slater walked in that door right now, is that policy still in effect? Everyone is welcome here. This is a safe space for anybody who wants to like relax and get away from everything else. Right. So you Hellas shouldn't wasn't get attacked in. here, and right. I don't want to risk Slater endangering what I built here, but I also don't want you to walking into something you don't want to handle. Let me tell you, a month ago or so, Two of us, elves, walked into a dwarvish fortress and told them how to run their mining operation. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of true. <laughs> this, this is not a problem. Are you saying we should just leave it be? I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. That's not... That's not what to do. Exactly. Like, you're free to make your own decisions. I just don't want you making those decisions uninformed and... The criminal elements in these cities are not the same as whatever you would have encountered in your forest. Do you think they would retaliate against our forest? No, I'm just worried that you two will both end up with poison knives in your backs. Ah, I mean, because she's ignorant. We should brew up some extra antidote. Oh, that's a good idea. Who who are these guys? Slater's gang. He runs with the rats. They're a... Is the rats like a franchise gang? They sublet their... They're disenfranchised. Their name. <laughs> the people who run smaller gangs? Or is it like a guild or a union? Are they rats? They're people. They're humans. They're humans. Okay. I don't know how you organize things among your people, but, for example, in human armies, an army is composed of smaller units that go out on sorties and such. It's that kind of thing. Like, the rats are a group of criminals and 
they have smaller groups within them. So he's, I mean, he, he's semi-autonomous. Yeah, any large organization has to have subgroups in it. A band of bandits? Is that... That's a very good way of looking at it, yes. A den of ne'er-do-wells? So, uh, Slater in particular, he's pretty greedy. I, I don't think he would necessarily tell his higher-ups that he hit on such a score. Particularly huh. because it's not one that they sent him out on. It's not a job he did for them. How do you know that? Would you like me to make some sort of... You can make a check. Because he's got a... A perception very, check a, against his He's cool. got a glib answer for how he knows that. Yeah. This, He'll this, answer the question. To me, it sounds like a perception check against... He's yeah. probably got a lot of cool. He's got two reds and a purple. Is his cool? He's as cool as hell. This is a success. This is a triumph. This is a despair. Maybe Trick blurts out a little too much of like, come on, you used to be a rat or you're secretly dog. You're some kind of secret crime fighter, aren't you? Like, it's too much adds up. <laughs> what did you guys do out there? <laughs> you're like, I thought you were just looking at tracks. Yeah, I'm, I'm stirring up. Look, nobody has a bandolier knife unless they know how to use them. I do know how to use them. Most barkeeps I know don't know how to use a bandolier of knives. Like a crossbow, I think, is their chosen weapon. Well, but in, in Dunvin, that barkeep seemed like he knew what how to use a weapon. I don't remember. I don't know. The dwarves seem like they all could use a weapon. Well, yeah, I think every every dwarvish baby is born with a hammer in their hand. It's not com- common for human barkeeps to... Anyway, that's our triumph, so... <laughs> so okay. Ulrich waits out all of your rambling. Because his question was going to be, really, how many barkeeps have you met? At least three. <laughs> okay, I'm done, Ben. We went to some other bar before this one, and now this one. All right. You succeeded in your check. Yes. How did he know this information yes. is what you wanted. For starters, he knows it's not a job that Slater was sent on, because Helleth was taking advantage of an opportunity to do her job that she hadn't known was going to be there. So Slater couldn't have planned in advance. It was opportunistic for him. How does he know Slater is greedy? That's a different story. You have like a triumph here. Alric says he ran with Slater in the past when when he was disappointing his mother in Weldon. Um, and Alaric says, and it didn't turn out for me well, but I got out of that line. Uh, Helleth is free to make her own decisions on how she, what True. she wants to do with her life. That's fine. That's not a problem. But, but she's a friend, and I don't want anything happening to her out of this, and I also don't want anything happening to what I've built here. And I don't want you two getting hurt, because you're walking into a situation you don't understand, which is why you need to know... That yes, not every human barkeep has abandoned their lives like this, but Slater does. What are those knives for? They're for throwing. Oh. You're in the kitchen. That right? explains the yeah. number of them. So he throws one at a ham across the way. Yeah, it's not even like he doesn't even have to like draw it. It's just one movement, like one quick movement of hand across the chest, and now there's a knife in the wall. And they're really pointy. That's good. They're really sharp. So just so you, as players, understand, because he will show you the knives, so you know what you're getting into. These knives have pierced two, which means that they will go through most of your soak. That is all my soak, so... <laughs> I mean, you've got leather on. Well, I mean, I saw what they did to Halif. Yeah. yeah, and they're lined with poison. Now, Alric does not put cuttlefish poison on his. Well, that's good, otherwise that ham is ruined. His do have something on them. His is a soporific. So yes, his knife will hurt you as it goes into you, but 
but it'll knock you out. It will not damage you further. Slater's, while the game mechanic effect of it was that it was costing strain for all these maneuvers, it's a painful thing. It is hurting you to do actions and such. And also, like Slater's, you need an anti-toxin to get it out of your system, whereas Ulrichs are kind of just like, you sleep it off and then you're okay. Yeah. So Ulrichs are designed to incapacitate anybody who decides to start a brawl in his bar room. And game mechanic-wise, Ulrichs will cause strain. And they'll cause enough strain that a couple hits by them would take somebody out. So Ulrich has equipped you with some knowledge of the type of weaponry you'll go up against. Now, Slater has some thugs who he's got some authority over. They're not going to have that type of gear on them. They're going to have some cudgels and other... Yeah, they'll have some truncheon... Dishonorable equipment. Sorry, it's one of Twain's comments. Yeah, horse lord joke. Yeah. They've got this whole hierarchy of weapons. It's very... Very droll. Speaking of, where is Twain? I sent for her. Where's that bird? Seems wife to the dueling field. All right, mate, let's go. And he's like, got like a twig. I think... He's I, learning how to duel. He's just like dodging. He's flying around. He's like swooping at her. And where is that Hepa? Hepa hasn't shown up, but your magpie has shown up yes. and is swooping at her. Yep. She's not taking it as a tax. She's not, like, aggressively fighting this magpie. She's swinging her sword so that he doesn't, like, get her in the face or eyes or whatever. So it's not... It is it's a not, sparring. It's not official sparring yeah, yeah. in a teaching sense, but that is the scene that you said, too. <laughs> it's a weird day for her. <laughs> yeah, so she'll uh, keep this up until the magpie stops swooping her, and then she'll figure that, you know, for some reason, Hepa was not able to keep her appointment. Yeah. So, uh, that's where you're my <laughs> Well, can't do anything about it now. So is Slater, you think he's going to be uh, working the festival today? Would that fall under his normal line of work? Or That's a good place to find a buyer, too. Someone won't be in town long. Yeah, those are good ideas. It's possible he would be working those crowds. He was busy doing this overnight, so he might not even be up yet. So, checking his, his lair or... Being on the lookout for him in the festival, he wouldn't know to be on the lookout for you two. Would he know to be on the lookout for, was it Irrigan? I don't know what the nature of their relationship is. Irrigan, I imagine he's not as much a city person to begin with. No, I mean, he comes here for drinks when he's in town, but... He's got to make a sale. So, if you are proposing to use your power to... I feel like it's a once per session, so I should. Like, he might be staying at the party last night, because he was in town today. So it makes sense that he would stay somewhere like here. So yes, like I think he was staying here last night, so... One of the guys out on the floor. Yeah, probably. So Irrigan would not be connected to this establishment in the way that Alric would be. Yeah, so I think that would be fine. I would never have guessed this about you, Alric. Hmm, what does Alric say to that? Okay, Alric says, does that change how you think of me? I believe you're a more capable knife fighter than I would have originally thought. I mean, I guess I... Trying to think of what Hepa would say. Maybe she's what she says is yes, but not negatively. Okay. And then, yes, I did not expect that you would be so good with knives. So. I'm honored that he's concerned about how I think of him. Uh, Damal comes down the stairs. I just kind of whisper to Alaric, like, don't worry, we'll take care of this falcon. 
<laughs> I assume that must be his vigilante name. He never did answer that question of, uh, is he a vigilante or not? Okay, so Damal comes down the stairs, and Damal says, there is a message for Hepalonia. Can you read? Yes. And, and Hepa might even say, yes, of course I can basically I can read. Yeah. <laughs> right. He hands you, okay, this is not the super fine scroll. Oh, right, because he didn't have a Damal on the other side. It's a piece of parchment, but it's like been like squished up. Like clearly it was like crammed into like Alderan's tube and right. like was not designed for that purpose. And the writing on it is small, but certainly not the level of tininess and a little smudged. It says, I will come at the start of summer. Okay. And it's just signed with a K because there's not very much space at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Damal then hands you that one and turns to Alaric. And Damal says to, to Alaric, there's a, a message for Helleth as well, but I don't think she should be dealing with these things in her current state. And Alaric says, I think she would appreciate knowing what that says in her current state. And there's and, little, I'm sorry, like, it's not working out. They're mm. off kind of thing. And Deval well, <laughs> makes a grumpy noise and like goes back. Well, he should be torn between his professional sensibilities as a doctor to not disturb your patient, and his professional sensibilities as like a scribe to deliver, as a scribe to deliver the message. <laughs> can't, uh, can't move. So he heads back. So you can then go deal with Irrigan and um, and that whole situation. Yep. If you want to go, I don't know if we want to split up because I'm actually. I got something on the stove. <laughs> well, not just that. But also, I don't know if Ari has ideas about defense against these knives. Yeah, that would also be something to look into. We want to, we need to move quick. Like, we need to act today, definitely. Since I, I feel like he will want to find a buyer. Since he probably knows he didn't kill Helleth. He may not know what resources Helleth has to do about this. Yes. Like, it's not like Helleth's going to go to the cops. Yeah. She may have also stabbed him. He may be injured. So that That's might be why point. they didn't stick around. That sounds like the, I mean, Hepa doesn't know any of this, but if there was only one person and they didn't stick around to to kill Hollis, I don't know why, but it might have been because he was injured himself. I mean, they were in a rush too. It's also possible that the retaliation they would face for flat out killing Hollis would be different from. Yeah, because then it is a murder, and then it's like, well, it doesn't matter if you go to the cops now. Yeah. yeah. And also, Alric might have acted differently if she had been killed versus. Falcon does not let murder happen on his streets. Okay. So what we can do is you already have some cuttlefish anti-venom brewing. Mm -hmm. And Damal has like what is necessary to make it as well. So you, Alric doesn't say go buy some from my uncle. (laughs) Right, right, right. But Alric says it would certainly benefit you to have some of the anti-venom on you. If it's possible to make more, or if Damal is willing to part with some of his. Regarding the nines themselves, actually, he kind of looks you up and down a little bit. You are about the same build as Helleth. If you borrowed a cloak, that would give you another die of defense. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't say it that way, but like, in terms of like, what can you do to like actively make yourself harder to hit with these knives? The cloaks have this kind of swinginess about them that gives you a die of defense. If you are willing to bear the encumbrance of a cloak, one encumbrance. So I think what we'll say is you'll be going after Slater next week. Yeah. 
But what we want to establish now is how you're equipping yourself and your plan, essentially. Just so I have some ideas yes, for things some to, to work with. To prep. So, trick, you can borrow a cloak from Alric. Is that okay? Your, or does he not want a cloak that looks like? No, no, no. His cloak is not, like, doesn't have a giant falcon on it. Doesn't he have one like that, though? I know, he's got some dopey uh, sidekick cloak. So you're similar in build to Alric, and Hepa is similar in build to Helleth. That's so right. the question of what can we do against these knives, you two can borrow cloaks from them. That would give you each an extra die of defense. I realize I completely misinterpreted what you meant, what you were getting at when you first said that Hepa was similar in build to Helleth. I thought you meant to have her impersonate Helleth in oh. order to get their attention. No. Well, I mean, it does bring up the point... We are sort of recognizable. Yes. You guys broached the idea of being buyers, potential buyers. Hmm. But if we don't want it getting back to the parting glass... That's true. It's not exactly a secret that Trick Man can be found in the parting glass in the evening for a raucous good tale. And we are... How many elves are in this city? One and a half. <laughs> okay. So maybe uh, disguise, if it's going to be a buyer... Do you know anything about disguises? Sure. <laughs> she looks at Alric. <laughs> Trick answers. You'd be surprised. I mean, Trick spends time, like, hiding his ears, unhiding his ears. Is he an elf? Is he a human? Who knows? But he's half and half. I'm not. So we need a bigger headband. Will that do it? It's a start. Can you tell I'm an elf? I mean, I can. As she looks at Alric, can you tell? Yeah. You have a certain otherworldly grace about you. So I need you to slouch over a bit. Hepa actually blushes at that. <laughs> he blushes back, like, when he realizes quite how that sounded. If you want to attempt to impersonate a human, you're going to need more than just a cloak. Your your clothes are cut of the forest, both of you. Yeah, you'll need to re-outfit. This bow is a little distinctive, too, then, isn't it? And he absentmindedly grabs a rag off the counter and <laughs> wraps it around his bloody forearm. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't know. I can see to that, Alric. What happened to you out there? Oh, that was that was from catching Adderin without my guard on. Oh. But you guys come in, like, all mysterious. That's <laughs> what we do. I mean, if you can disguise us that well, you could disguise Alric. The stakes are a little higher for Alric. Whereas, you know, things go bad for us with the rats. Okay, maybe we don't come around the South Tower much. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, if you could... You don't have to get involved, directly. No, I was just thinking if you could get, like, a really, like, fancy floppy hat. If you're the buyer. That would also, like, hide your face more. And if we got you maybe some makeup to, like... We should talk to Guafalin. I bet she has some of these things. Just tell her we'd like to borrow a, a fanciest hat she has. People wear veils? Some people do. I haven't paid as much attention to fashion. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to be important. So if we hide my face, that works? I think we can make this work. You're uh, a wealthy noblewoman from we're somewhere sufficiently exotic. But that would still come to South Tower. A Lensafar? Sure. Or, I don't Yeah, probably not Alduin. That's the only mages there, right? But you do magic. You're a wealthy mage. Sometimes successfully. <laughs> okay. So you could say Alduin. Yeah, you're a wealthy Does mage. Does that change how you see me? I 
do not have any special opinions of mages. I know a few. Okay, this, well, this could work, and I I would be your negotiator, your functionary. So I wouldn't have to speak. So you wouldn't have to talk what a lot. What about your speaking? I don't. Do I speak with a particular inflection? All right, I'll try not to say moss below. Or tickle my ears. I do say that a lot, don't I? <laughs> Those are just things my dad says. <laughs> that country elvish accent. Are you claiming that you're like the local guide, or you were also from far off? I'm probably also from far off, but I'm... Then don't worry so much about your inflection. Unusual speech. Yeah. And this is really just so that we won't be identified as elves. Yeah. You might want to ditch the headband and just floof your hair all the way out. <sighs> There's a lot of hair. Yeah, he nods. He's like, yeah, yeah mine would do that too if I didn't keep it cut short. <laughs> so if you, like, floof your hair out more, then your ears are lost inside the yes. hair. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. you don't have your obsessive hero bandana on. I suppose for a disguise, that makes sense. Um, to get a mustache. I suppose you could do that. The necessary component. And so if you end up with like a big poofy hat, then like that just casts shadow and stuff. And then it's not as obvious. And you could also consider darkening your skin some because you are really, really pale. Yeah. It's an option. Wear long sleeves. Humans don't come in this color. Humans do come in such a pale color, but... Yeah, the problem is you come in that color. But that is... Not as many other. Really pale for a human. This is after traveling in the sun. <laughs> I guess it's just so shaded where the elves live. Yeah. Maybe we just don't tan. Like, no melanin? Is, is that it? Elves don't get nearly enough vitamin D, it's probably. <laughs> okay. So you're going to go for some other source for clothing disguises? You don't want the cloaks then? Or you do also want the cloaks? I do. The cloaks might be a good utility to have. Okay. And we'll have those instead of our traveling leathers. Okay. So instead of having the soak, these we'll things the have pierce anyway. Yeah, that's um, true. You will have the defense die. I'm trying to think what other advice he can give you. Probably, at most, he thinks Slater would have three underlings. And Helleth did injure some people in the fight, so they may not all be operating at full capacity. That's true. So there's that going for you. Would it be really bad if Slater died in the fighting? Like, would the rats launch an investigation of their own to figure out what the heck happened, and that's just bad? Not saying I want to kill the guy. Alric's opinion is that he doesn't think the rats' hierarchy would do something about it because... Because it wasn't an official... It was an official job. Right. They look at this as like, oh, he overstepped his bounds and he got what he deserved. Yeah, but also you were talking about like maybe looking for him at the festival. And if you're going to be going up against him in a public place, him dying is going to be a problem for me. Like for you with yeah, with yeah, Maeve, like yeah. if, if you're involved in killing somebody out in the open, you're going to be dealing with human justice. Ah, he says... You are going to be dealing with human justice. And he, like, puts his left arm, like, down on the counter. Oh. Mm-hmm. That, oh, I see. What? The uh, punishment for thievery is often the hand that did the thieving. Oh. Just like is Slater you... known to the local law enforcement? Or he's too low on level? It's a big city with lots of hiding holes. Not every pickpocket and thug can always be tracked down and arrested like unless you're caught 
actually doing something. Okay. They can't charge you with a reputation. That's leading to police state. That's not a term that we have here. But, like, right, like, there's no photographic evidence, right? There's not, like, in a society in which you the don't have do a not, way to record what people look like and stuff. Right. The police, they happen to not act with impunity. Yeah. Nor do they act with full knowledge. Yeah. But he wouldn't want to do the deal in a public place anyway. And Slater, you know, Slater can't operate in Weldon. Like, there, yeah, he would get strung up. Just because they have more resources to deal with it there? Like, that's an even bigger city. Because we were bolder there. Oh, oh, he's known there. Okay, now I understand. Wait, he said we were bolder there? Yes. The news that he's he was a thief is news to Hepa. Right. So, like, when he was asking about the knives, she's like, I don't know why I would care if you can throw knives, but... Right. I guess he thought she knew he was a thief, which is kind of news to her. It is now knowledge to both of you mm-hmm. that Alric, when he was younger and lived in Weldon, which is where he was raised, that he was involved in thievery-type activities with Slater. Yes. Oh, gosh, that finally, at least from Peppa's perspective, now she knows about the hand. <laughs> so in terms of, like, if Slater dies in a fight, it's only going to be a problem if it's done in a way that, like, the town guard isn't called on you. I mean, also, I don't want to just needlessly kill a guy. Right, right, right. But I don't think you need to be, if your your original question was, was about... Like, the ramifications, like, for Ulrich. Yeah, I don't think that the rats overall would be a problem. Okay. Because he was doing something on the side. Okay, okay. So, I will leave it to you guys, whether you think you want to try to do anything in the tunnels, or whether you're leaving it up that you might have to chase people into the tunnels. If you want to try to find him at the fair, you have Irrigan, because Irrigan owes Trick a favor. Yep. You have Irrigan, who knows what Slater looks like, as well as knows Slater's thugs, and Irrigan can help you find Slater by like pointing him out to you. So the thing is, is if we're posing as buyers, we need some in. It would be very suspicious for us to be like, oh, we hear you have a thing. Like, So what we do is unless we pose can... as uh, a plan is forming in Trick's head. We're buyers from Alduin. You're an important mage there. I'm your functionary of some sort. There's a lot of shops there. We go around looking for a very, we're looking for very much for a ruby ring, but none of the vendors have the one we're looking for. So there are like the, very exacting requirements because you're a mage. They're very arbitrary. So there are on the fairgrounds. There's a number of merchants who have come in, and there's carts set up and things like that. And so you can certainly like be spending time in the merchanty place, looking at rings and discussing loudly what it is you want. Like if it gets to the point where like oh we found the guy and we just need to funnel him past us so he can hear that we're interested in these. Like I mean you know set up the con. He'll probably be hanging around there because he's looking for a buyer. And that's where the people interested in jewels are. Right. I probably can't sell directly to one of those vendors, because they probably have to operate within the law to a certain degree. But we can get found. We can say, like, oh, all right, I think that works. I don't have to, obviously, I don't carry the money on me. That'd be foolish. I keep it back at some safe place. Not the parting glass, perhaps. <laughs> And Hep was like, I do carry the money on me. <laughs> yes. Well, not now. I have, I'm down 150. That's most of my money. Right. <laughs> so that is how we get them to a specific location. Because that's where I have the money if they want to get paid. You're really good at this trick, Manu. Thank you. Uh, you know, I pick things up. Try to pay attention. Where is that bird? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Oh, I could not best. Very well, bird. Best two out of three. <laughs> you win this day. <laughs> I'll see you in the grand melee. <laughs> they go out for drinks afterwards. Yeah. And bird seed. He th- like he's got her favor on too. Like what is this? Like, cause he has your little favor tied yeah. to him. And did you have one to turn? You did get one to turn away, and also. Yeah. He's got on the other leg. He's gonna head. So that's that's how I think this could work. That is how we can find them, get them to notice us in our disguise, and get them to a location more advantageous to us, at least out of obvious sight. Does that assuage your concerns, Arik? Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds good. Then it must be a good plan. I mean, if the falcon pets it. Thank you for your concern. After wiping up his, his arm, he does offer it to you to... To suck the blood from <laughs> Bandage properly. Okay. So if you want to make a medicine check, it's one purple. I do. Because he, you can see once he pushes up the bloody shirt sleeve, it's claw marks from Adarin. Am I able to like inspect like how? You can very clearly see his cut off hand at this point. Like he doesn't have the guard on or anything, so it's his totally bare arm here. How long ago was it? Ten years ish. How old are you? I mean, I'm sorry. He's 27. Okay. I mean, you can kiss it and make it feel better. <laughs> so three advantages is what I can do. Oh, I could try. It's another. I can try magic. Yeah, I guess you can. You're going to ensorcel him? It's only one one purple. I'm trying you to You have say. one story point, and we're almost done with the game session for the night. She needs to use her magic. Yeah, I mean, she needs to use her magic. Got to practice the magic. Trying to... Is Damal around? Uh, Damal is still delivering a message to Hellas in the back. Okay. Although if you roll like some really bad result, he'll blunder through and get yeah, called at your mumbo jumbo. Okay. Then, okay. well, I was just, he said it didn't change. Do you mind if I try magic? Oh, no, sure. Two successes and no advantages. So that heals his minor wound. This is the first time I've seen it actually work. What does it do? Ah. You have successfully healed. Like, I've used it to do stuff, but this is the first time I've actually used it on a wound that I could see. Yes. So this is interesting, then. Elfish healing is accelerating the natural process. Uh-huh. And so it, like, scabs over, and then... The scab falls off? Yeah, it's like the scab falls off, and it's the kind of scar-type look that a healing injury has, and that shrinks and shrinks and shrinks and is gone. So then what you're left with is an arm that still has, like, some blood on it here and there, but no evidence whatsoever of where that blood came from. Right. That is pretty neat. That is quite different from how human healing works. So you saw human healing going on, and there was boom, and, like, the light. Yeah, yeah. So... You were told, and you were thinking, like, oh, these things do work differently, but, like, now you yourself have just done the healing magic, and you can be like, yeah, that is not what I saw happening. Well, because before she did it on, like, internal joints, but and there was no light there. But, like, you saw Rasa in the ten heal injuries. So, you know what? And so Hippa might just say, so where does the light come from? And no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> Hippa's actually going to wipe off the blood so she can see... And just kind of inspect it. And she's pretty excited about that. (laughs) Cool. All right. I think you guys are ready for next week. Yeah. Do we need to talk to 
Irigen or? You used your special power. So, okay. So I think that's fine. You know, Irigen comes to pick up his chunk of bread and his piece of cheese. And you're like, oh, hey. Like, hey, you don't like to have debt saying over you. Yeah, here's a chance for you to cash it. Yeah. And because of the nature of your power, like, Jurgen's got no reason not to do this for you. Yeah. Point out this guy, make sure he bumps into us. Hopefully things shouldn't get too sour. Yeah, and you'll be disguised, so nobody will be like, oh, that trick man was talking to Jurgen at the... Yeah. And in fact, it looked like you guys were having a dispute, so... It's very much true. So Irrigan has no concerns about him being traced back to you. Yep. His bow is not in any way distinctive. No, he, he's okay. a pretty standard bow of the same length as yours. Yeah, yeah. So I asked to trade briefly. If I'm gonna, if like my bow is an elvish bow, and oh, for I someone see. who wanted to look, I see. Yeah, it would yeah. be very distinctive. Okay. Now, yes, I can make up a story about why some you know. Alduin person has this, but it's easier just to say, no, no, I just have this bow. Yeah. For now. And if he wants to borrow my bow in the meantime, since he's got work, okay. I understand. Yeah, well, he's not going to be shooting it while he's bumping around people right. on the fairgrounds with you. But So you'll borrow a cloak from Alaric, you'll borrow a cloak from Helleth, you'll borrow a bow from Irrigan. And we'll be putting on makeup? So much. How do you darken skin? Uh, dirt? Various stains and stuff? Dirt. Yes, the noble woman that is covered in dirt. You make it look nice. I mean, I was thinking more of things like henna or yeah. coffee grounds. Yeah. yeah. Apothecary supplies. Yeah. There you go. We can get some of the and you were gonna... anti-venom. Yes. So you want to, like, negotiate with Damal to, like, purchase some cuttlefish anti-venom? How much do we have brewing here? Is that way too much? You made, like, the successful roll, but there wasn't, okay, there was like, not there wasn't yeah. sufficient, like, special yeah. things. No, to... I used the triumph on learning information. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. There's a couple possibilities. One is you could just flat out consume something ahead of time. That would... Act as a counter. Yeah. Yeah, because we have crap resilience. And that would be expensive. Base cost for that, I am going to say, for the two of you to each take a dose would be 100. Okay. But you could make a negotiation check with them all. Right. Yeah, because at this point I owe 154, so I have 42. Right, I have 185, so I can... <laughs> we thought you were going to run through yours fast. I'm yeah, like... Well, I had more incoming. <laughs> That's true, and you actually have more money coming. Right, but we'll, worry, we'll settle up later. He's like, you... yes, you have more money. Here's a cloak. That's your payment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've been a hard bargain. Now. You said you weren't interested in doing it for the money. <laughs> so, if you want to make a negotiation. Sure. The mall is not very present, but he is, however... A professional. A professional. He's a red and a purple. We also need to get both rings. Right, we're we're interested in a ruby. I have to imagine that if he sees some people with money, we're willing to spend it. We can also ask him, like, okay, like, well, we're in ruby, like, and we're also whatever other curiosities you might have. If you want information from Helleth on what the other ring looks like as well, she can provide that. Yeah. yeah, that would help. Yeah. I, for some reason, thought he had a buyer already lined up for the other one or something. No, Helen has did. a buyer Okay, okay. So, How did Helen know there was a specific ring there that she got the decoy made? Questions she's been in there. Later. She's seen it all. You said you wanted her to tell you how she did it. That's true. So I'll hear that later when we come back with the rings and the money. And we just mug Slater, get his money. In there. Anyway, I'm going to buy the ring from him? Yes. Well, my streetwise is for crap, so it sounds like a great idea. I have four successes and a threat. So I, I assume the threat is that he has an idea of what we're doing. Not really rocket science. 
Yes, I'm interested in some anti-cuttlefish. I mean, it's not a big stretch considering he just treated somebody for knife-inflicted poison of this kind. Well, it's a dangerous city. I'm coming to understand. I want to make sure I'm protected. (laughs) I think Zamal's not going to like you. He doesn't like your flippant attitude. A lot of people don't like my flippant attitude. You're in good company, sir. (laughs) It works for a lot of people, but not for the grumpy ones. But you have four successes. Yes. So I will give you the two potions for 60 gold pieces. That is a trade I can live with. You will each ingest that. As long as I'm good for, or narratively, the encounter where it is relevant. So you said 60 each, or just... 60 total, I've got it. All of it? Yes. All right. Because you're paying... Because I'm buying a ring that I'm probably just going to hand over to my dad, and if not, I guess we sell it, because I don't know what to do. Or take it back. Your dad's the one who gave you the money to begin with. Uh, Yeah, he kind of invested that money. (laughs) I hope it's an artifact. I still have to tell you that I think that it could be... No, because then if we give it to Daddy, he's able to investigate it, and then once if they, you know, once he's done with that, he can we can give it back as a peace offering. We found it. Yep. Yeah, like okay, but we can't be expected to know what is a necromancy. No, but no, but another elven delegation that's actually emissaries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we need to put together our disguises. Which I think you mentioned you wanted to. In the disguise montage, pull Guafalin in because of her fashion taste. She's got some good fashion, so I suspect she's got a wider wardrobe to pull from. I don't think she would want to be directly involved. So, if you want to consume your You Owe Me a Favor for next time, like, you go into the session two story points down and just totally cash in on Guafalin owes you a favor. She's got a patron now. She can deck you out in, like, fancy clothes that you need. It's true. I don't know if I want to, like, mechanically, there's no advantage to committing to doing that right now. Also, there's always possibilities that I could be in this fight and be like, wait a minute, I know that guy. I beat him at some card game. I can't remember I taught him how to juggle knives. Yeah. Okay. So I, for now, I want to reserve that, but that's also, I think... Wafflin might be open to just talking and borrowing a hat. Seems like a dapper. Okay. I'm, dapper so madam. If you are not investing that power in that purpose, we cannot simply hand wave that Wafflin will give you what you oh, need. Oh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Okay. There will have to be some sort of encounter in that situation. Okay, so just so I understand what's going on. Next time, fashion montage. Then go to the festival, hang out around the jeweler carts. After the Grand Melee, yeah, like noon. Look at jewelry, loudly discuss what you're looking for. Irrigan helps you get the guy. Get Slater's at attention. At that point, who knows what happens. Ideally, get Slater to come back to where we have the money. All hell let's breaks loose. <laughs> if you're some mage from Alduin, it's totally... they You're doing magic, it's not weird at all. That much magic. Okay, but might be a key time for... What is it, entangling vines? Oh, yeah, yeah, the brambles. I don't think they're going to know the difference that that's elvish magic versus human magic. I mean, if I succeed at it. Well, sure. I, I believe in you. All right. You guys are up 15 XP. Uh, and you each had a prominent encounter, and then you got some juicy story gossip. Yeah. So many questions answered, although she does owe Terween an apology for not showing up. We'll see what happens. Okay, I need to write down so I don't forget for last time. Next time. Ruby ring. So there's a, a ruby that's in silver, and the other one is an emerald that's in palladium. Which also could be an artifact. 
Possibly. You do not know who the buyer is for that. Probably some mage from out. <laughs> it's catching. That's the necromantic ring. Oh, the cuttlefish stuff, we don't have to worry about the, with Heleth? No, that you succeeded that role. So. Okay, okay. I didn't know if we had to administer it still and make a roll or whatever. No. You don't need a, a check, check to properly administer it. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's fine. And I'm sure that Damal can administer it too. I didn't know if you wanted us to role play that or not. No, it's fine. As long as you don't mind that your patient was stolen, you seem to have acquired a different patient, so... I think she's getting a thing for Ulrich. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0 part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.